Hi, everybody, and welcome to I Don't Know About That. This is uh, Steve Tate, and I'm here with J.P. Brown. Hey, J.P. Howdy, Steve. So what does J.P. stand for? That's Justin Paul. Justin Paul. I was trying to think of something clever, but I really couldn't think of anything. I, You know, uh, just for our listeners here, I'm getting off subject already. But, oh, uh, uh So I, one of J.P.'s nicknames is actually Chili Dog. So if you ever see J.P. walking down the street, just call him Chili Dog. That's true. We that's won't a, go in that story, but there's a lot of people at Chesapeake know that story. That's a long story from my days at Chesapeake. Yeah, that so our true. friends at Chesapeake are like, oh, my God. He actually <laughs> said it. And also, I want to apologize. JP noted that beforehand that um, uh, we sound like heavy breathers on these microphones, so there's not much we can do about that because we have to breathe, otherwise we die. So uh, I, guess I probably could put on running shoes and try to solve <sighs> yes. that. Yes. <laughs> and then the price oil. <sighs> Sounds pretty good, huh? <laughs> So we're going to talk a little bit about the market. Um, JP's going big, and he's not going to go home. So he's going to go into the macro uh, factors that are affecting the OCTG market. So JP, you want to kick off and start talking about all you know about oil pricing. And and by the way, I should preface this by saying that we really don't know what we're talking about. So don't trade any stocks based on what we're saying. Oh <laughs> <It's>, my gosh, <laughs> it's all this is all our, our opinions and based off of uh, I guess hypothesis. That is true. Which is a what is a hypothesis? I don't know. I think go. it's a educated, a educated guess. guess based on like scientific, <laughs> yeah, scientific uh, uh, knowledge. So. That's it. All right. So JP, what's going on with oil and gas? And all, all right, the, everything. That's right. So since last week, the rig count has gone up one, which is good because it's been dropping. Uh, so that, that was a good nice. sign. Yeah, feels Even good. It's very slight. We'll take the one win. Take it. Yep. Um, WTI win. is as of this morning was at eighty nine seventy. I have it around ninety. Ooh. And we talked about this a couple That's of a weeks ago. That's a big win. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago for why one of the main reasons that was, and it is Saudi Arabia and Russia basically turning <sighs> off the spigot. And uh, Saudi Arabia starving people from oil for oil. That is true. This Saudi world that nobody likes oil, but they're starving it. Uh -huh. Saudi Arabia has the big uh, twenty. I think it's twenty thirty plan where they're going to build those giant cities in the desert and all that. Oh, so yeah. they need oil prices to be up, and uh, they're talking about how they really want it to be around a hundred dollars a barrel. So. In order to do that, some analysts are predicting that there could be a 3 million barrel a day shortfall within the next quarter. Wow. So we're looking at the biggest oil shortfall um, compared to demand. Did you say 3 million? A day. Yeah. A day. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so, so, man, so if they're doing that, so invest in air conditioning companies, I guess. There you go. Yeah. So it's a whole supply demand thing. So they're just turning off the spigot, and then due to the shortage, the prices are going to skyrocket. Well, and, and I so, think our storage in the United States is down too, isn't it? Uh, the SPR and all that, yeah. Yeah, well, the SPR, that's kind of, there's mm -hmm. not much of an SPR left, I don't think. Yeah, Biden's been uh, uh, taking some out, so that's true. A little bit, yep, sell it to Russia. Um, not Russia, China. Uh, and then also another thing that's happened in the last couple of weeks, in addition to Saudi Arabia and Russia, is there's been some new, I guess, anti-oil friendly U.S. regulation that the Biden administration has put into effect. And so... Shocker. That's true. So the biggest one was... So, so this, uh, is that your... Is that your big shocking news for the day that the Biden administration is trying to kill the oil industry? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, very shocking. Yeah. So, um, so just in the last week, uh, they canceled the um, Alaska um, drilling. Um, that all the all basically all the leases that that Trump allowed um, back in 2021, like 430,000 acres, were canceled last week. Which so. 430,000 acres sounds like a lot, but when you're talking about the state of Alaska, it's like a postcard. And there's nothing. A postage stamp yeah. on a postcard. And there Sorry. is nothing there. Yeah, um, nothing there. And then the other thing that happened was is the, 
Um, the administration also started blocking uh, millions of acres, um, I think 11 million acres in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, so there was previously, um, they had previously granted it to be, to be drilled, but uh, due to environmental issues regarding the rice whale, uh, oh, they have yes, uh, the rice whale. The rice whale. Everyone's very concerned about the rice whale. Yeah, so therefore, they university after that whale. I maybe think. so. Maybe so. And so they uh, um, they have uh, uh, banned drilling there. So so long you know, story and, short, and, and the other thing is like international drilling apparently offshore is just going gangbusters everywhere else. But we're shutting it down. Right. So okay, at a time when you're wanting the oil prices to go down, you're yes. doing things that are going to do the opposite. That makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah, okay. correct. Yes, so. yes, yes. So anyway, so that's just something to keep an eye out for. And um, uh, Henry Hub, as of this morning, was natural gas. Natural gas, switching gears, was at 275. And HRC has been falling. So it is currently, as of uh, today, at $690. What do you think HRC is going to do? You got some opinions on that? I do have opinions on that. That was Sounds a, a that was a, that was putting a baseball on a tee for me. Thank <laughs> right, you very much. Exactly. Um, so tonight, big news. Tonight at midnight, the uh, United Auto Workers looks like they might go on strike. So they are wanting to go on strike against the big three um, uh, auto manufacturers here in the U.S. Mm. And so. Um, so if they go, if, this is interesting about why they probably are going to go on strike. So this is what they're asking for. Okay. So the UAW is asking for a 36% raise over the next four years, pensions for everybody, and a four-day work week. Um, so hmm. it's a little ambitious. Uh, they are. Yeah, uh, Cody's they, raising his hand. He yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He's start to organize. <laughs> yeah, we're going to unionize here at BLPS. Yes. That'll be the day. Um, I'm that union. <laughs> And um, so, but they're nowhere close. Um, so like they said, they want a 36% raise. So um, I think Stellantis, which used to be Chrysler, is only offering a 14% raise. GM is offering a 10% raise and Ford is a 9% raise. So they're so nowhere close to the negotiations. Is there any talk about the administration jumping in like they did on the railroad workers and killing the strike? Uh, they, they, they did talk about that, um, especially due to close to an election year, there's mm -hmm, a chance yeah. that they don't want, and then in, in addition, so there was a, um, um, I forgot where I, I, I read it somewhere, but basically it, you know, anytime a major union like that strikes, I mean, it's millions of dollars a day lost. And so, and then I had the number here and I can't find it, but basically the, the you know, the, the, the administration does not want a, a, a strike like that happening. So there is a chance that they could step in. But we've had um, a lot of strikes. I mean, there was the railroad worker strike that they tried to do. The writers, right? They're still on strike, right? The writers? Yeah. And mm -hmm. now the auto workers. What's next? I wonder what's next. <laughs> For sake bets. Um, I, my guess would be United Steelworkers. Um, so one of the, it could be because one of the reasons why the UAW is wanting to strike is because due to the labor shortage, they think that all the cards are in their, in their favor. So, Fair enough. Fair um, enough. So What'd anyway. You say, Cody, your microphone is not up by your forehead. Teacher. Ooh. Um, oh, that could they be would, a they big would, one. Yeah, maybe. It's a good, good guess. I think that's a good guess by Cody. That's Anybody? true. So what happens yeah. is if the if the strike JP off he's oh no I'm I'm laser focused laser on this. Focused. I am laser focused right. on this keep macroing it my eyes are on De Detroit tonight man I'm gonna be like staying up watching the news at midnight and see if they go on strike tomorrow they're not gonna be on strike yeah we'll see we'll see oh, oh okay we'll All take right. a bet okay okay bet done um, but anyway the if what so what you know why so how's this tied to HRC and stuff and, and basically if the auto if the auto manufacturers 
are um, at a full stop, then that would base, that would cause a uh, an oversupply of HRC and, and and steel. So so that could affect that could affect where the price would drop because there would be oversupply yeah. unless the mills were to, to, to come to a stop. But on the could flip side, OCTG is that what you're saying? Possibly. Oh. And then on the flip side, scrap. The auto manufacturers are the number one producers of scrap. So if the auto manufacturers are completely shut down, then the, the, the rut row. right, and then uh, rut row big time, and then there's already supposedly per the per the scrappers, um, they said in the last month they had a 25 uh, or in the last three months they've had a 25 percent decrease in supply of scrap. So uh, if so, so they're already short, and then if this happens, this could make scrap go though, because so now there'll be an oversupply of HRC but an undersupply of scrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying like the the, the so the, the auto manufacturers are the ones that supply all of the so um, so they're the ones that are supplying the the scrap to the to so the to the fair scrap, scrap. Less scrap than that would th- you would think that the price of steel would go up. Uh, correct. Yeah. For yeah. So you just we just don't know yeah. what it comes down to. I mean, it could go either way. Yeah. Big Man. time. Big time. Something's happening though. Yeah. So we'll see. Something's happening. Um. And then, so that was the, that's so the big news tonight. Steel, what a, and we did natural gas? We did. And then natural gas is also, uh, the trading for that has gone a little, uh, it's kind of dropped a little bit because um, the, how, how warm it's been and all mm-hmm. that. So there hasn't been any real movement on. on, uh, on uh, What's storage on doing on natural gas? Uh, that is a good question. Because I think we're, we're almost, I guess we're just a few weeks away from being at the end of injection season. If not right now, I think. I think October is usually when we start to get finished with injections. So. Yeah, it's gone up. Um, so it's, it's, been, it's been steadily rising, uh, the, 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 the lower 48 working gas yeah. and underground storage. That's been going up almost every month since March. Mm. Um, so currently in September, it was at uh, uh, 3148 billion cubic feet. So um, it's been going up. So right now it's the highest it's been all year. It's 30, okay. So, um, 3148 billion, uh, correct. Trillion, is it billion? That's making my head spin. That's like like in the hangover where like the math is going and all that, but it is going up. So, so, so again, um, some interesting things happening in the commodities markets as usual. Um, price oil will probably, so we feel pretty, are we feeling pretty good about price oil then? Because that's obviously driving a lot of our business. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're expecting it. Like I said, it like right right now it's around ninety dollars a barrel, um, and they're really thinking that it could go up to. It sounds crazy, but it could be up to a hundred again, and wow. that's what Saudi Arabia and OPEC wants. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's going to be that. Will I would think that would have maybe not a significant impact, but certainly the OCTG market has been kind of in decline. Kind of. That's a understatement mm-hmm. uh, this year. Uh, so we might be seeing the bottom of the decline then. Yeah, I mean, it's looking like in terms of rig count and, uh, and it, it, it's looking like that could stabilize. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, they're really predicting it for the next two quarters to kind of just stay flattish. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think, you know, and again, I think if it's, it's interesting because, um, well, maybe it's not, it's interesting to me. Price of pipe has really fallen uh, quite a bit. Um, other products going into the oil well rigs that go into drilling a well rigs and and uh completions and those prices i don't think have fallen as much so i think the rig guys are probably probably licking their chops ready for 
a, a rig count to start to come back. Because I think they've been kind of holding firm on their pricing, and they're probably getting ready to go up again, especially well, if this, oil goes 100. Yeah, hopefully this plus one is the first step in yeah. the right direction. Yeah, sure. what's, so are we going to bet on what's, what it's going to do tomorrow? We used to do that. We used to, like, on the whiteboard, have bets for how what the rig count was going to be. Each Kevin week. Patton always got it right, but he had some. I think he knew somebody over Baker Hughes. Had an inside. <laughs> <laughs> it's released to the public on Friday afternoons, and he That's got it right. on Thursday. Yeah, somehow. Somehow mm-hmm. he always got it right. But Well, I, you know, I think, I think in the fourth quarter on OCTG, this is, and again, this is where you get into opinion and supposition, but I do believe that um, we're starting to see uh, the bottom on OCTG. Um, you know, it's it's even our bookings with our mills are starting to improve. We've we had a pretty tough summer um, with our with our important mill ve- mill uh, uh, vendors uh, because we weren't able to book a whole lot of tons because we had inventory. But our our guys at the at the pipe company are doing a great job of of moving the inventory out, and we're it's we're getting a lot healthier on that standpoint. Um, and I think, uh, and like I said, we're starting to book a few more tons on the mills, which is, I know the mills are happy to see. Um, and I, so I think, you know, I think come first quarter, um, things are going to be, the supply and demand balance will, they'll, I should say, they'll be much more balanced by the first quarter, I think. So, which should be good, because we, we, you know, we, it's been a little bit of in a free fall. Um, yeah, and that's what I was in a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, twenty twenty four. A lot of the analysts are predicting it to be a a down year. Yeah. You know, it was in terms of the entire global economy. But overall, for OCTG and oil and gas, I mean, it, it it's probably going to be a down year in terms compared to previous the previous two years. Yeah. But it's still going to be could be a good year. I mean, yeah. it could be a just not as as big as you know twenty twenty two for yeah. example. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Well, and and I you know I think one thing that's um there's a couple other things I'll just throw out there on the table if we want to discuss them is that are are kind of in the back of my mind is is um one thing about the the like on the rig side I think the conventional wisdom on the rigs is there's been a fair amount of consolidation um, and so there's a little bit more uh, I guess discipline when it comes to approaching markets that are a little bit weaker and and we've had a lot of consolidation in the OCTG business, but I think we're still working through some of the, I guess, the hardships of doing that. And so, um, so I, I don't think the consolidations have qu- quite frankly helped, um, the pricing stay at a, at a, at a reasonable level. Um, but I think going forward they might, and there was other things that were going on last, last year in the market with regards to Bentler being a potential p- purchase of Bentler. Um, like I said, there's shortages and, uh, people ordering too much pipe because they're afraid they're going to run out. Uh, enormous amount of imports the first half of this year. Uh, we think the imports are, are starting to fall. Um, Correct. Yeah, they are for sure. Which is, so again, I think things are going to get back more in balance. And I think that's kind of what we want. To, I mean, I'm just looking for some normalcy, right? Stability. Yeah, stability <laughs> yeah. would be great. Yeah. I mean, it know? does look like, I mean, we'll see. It'll be, it'll be fun to come back to this podcast six from six months from now, but it does appear to be the case. Yeah, I was I was telling somebody, uh, you know, if you, if it's, you know, if you're looking at like a sine wave, you know, the um, the wavelength is not something we have a whole lot of control over. That's kind of driven by the commodity price, but the amplitude of the wave is something we've been trying to improve on is to shrink the amplitude, make it make it not such a sharp a, t- a tall wave, mm-hmm. and uh, w- hopefully, you know, we'll get back into something that looks more, instead of it looking like a 
uh, you know, roller coaster ride at uh, Six Flags. Hopefully, it'll look more like the roller coaster ride at the little fair that pops up in the parking lot of your HEB. By the way, a little side note: uh, those are the rides I like. I despise roller coasters. Why? I can't do them. I'm terrified. Really? Ter- absolutely terrified. Are you afraid of heights? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I didn't think I, I was, but now yeah. I, now I am. I'm officially afraid of heights. We, my wife and I, we went over the summer to Park City, Utah, for my mm-hmm. sister's wedding, and my wife said she wanted to drive up the top of this mountain. Uh, and uh, okay. as we as we keep going up and up the mountain, and this is like a mountain, you know. Like I'm from Oklahoma, we don't have mountains. Yeah, we have like the Arbuckles. We call those mountains. These are those are not mountains. Yeah, these are right. real mountains. And we keep going up and up, you know, spiraling up this mountain to switch back and up, you know, back and forth. And the road is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And we're in our little rented minivan. And I am not exaggerating. Are you driving? I'm driving. Oh, okay. And uh, I look over the side. There's maybe a foot between the tire on the passenger side to just straight down. I literally just came to a stop. And I had, for the first time in my life, I think I had a real panic attack. Really? Oh, I was sweating. Oh, I, wish I, was there. I just closed my eyes. Oh, my God. It was terrible. Um, <sighs> it was terrible. But anyway, I figured out so I'm afraid of heights. Your name is Just Panic. Oh, my God. Just, just Panic. That is, that, that's going to stick with me now. That's great. Just Panic. That's true. I do. I'm terrible. But, uh, but yeah, can't do the roller coasters. Can't do it. I've always liked them when I was a kid. But I'll say as I get older, um, I think, you know, heights scare me a little bit more because as I, I'm older now that if I fall, it's there you go. Hurt a lot That's more. true. I didn't used to be afraid of heights. Break a lot more. The, older, the older I'm getting, the more yeah, terrified I am. It's kind of a weird thing, but. Yeah. Well, what, what else is going on? Anything else on the market? So there is a couple more. Just one more thing yeah. I was going to say uh, is uh, so the other big news article that came out today, and it's all over the news. So I just wanted to kind of temper, temper the fear. Even though you call me just panic, I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> Um, the uh, IEA, which is the International Energy Agency, just put out a huge report that basically said peak oil is here. The uh, it is the beginning of the end of the fossil fuel era. And I was I was saying before we walked in here, I have been hearing that it's like you know the end of the world and climate yeah. change. I've been hearing that since day one of my my life in the industry. And uh, you know so because there's that Hubbard guy that came out with that whole book on it back in like the 60s or 70s. Yeah, peak oil. Yeah, yeah. But then and, they didn't. They didn't foresee hydraulic fracturing, right? Right. So, yeah. But it, it, really, I mean, they're they're saying you know, I, I just I just don't see it. So well, I mean, and, and again, I think there's a lot of it's driven by you know the idea of shutting down fossil fuels in, entirely. And I keep hearing I, some people I, I know will say maybe the more reasonable people on the environmental side will say, um, well, we need oil and gas to transition. Mm-hmm. It's it's we needed to transition. I keep wondering. Well, sure, but what are we transitioning to? Well, yeah, that's exactly it. So that's, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Is the 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 demand for electricity, the electric demand in the United States, is going to have to triple in the next twenty years? So, the, 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 but the problem is, is we're not doing anything to fix that. So you could say nuclear is the solution. It's probably the cleanest and the in the in the best it's a solution. Technical. It's it it would be the technical solution, but I think. There's a lot of fear around that. True. Understandably so. Understandable. But, the, but, you know, but they're not, the, the point is, if they were serious about this, either administration on both sides would be doing something to solve the problem. Yeah. And they're not. So we're not doing anything to solve the electrical shortage. We're not doing, you know, whether it's, you know, we, we all know solar and wind have its problems. It's not the answer. Yeah. Um, there's problems. And we're not, with, and by the way, we're not against solar and wind. It's the, oh, no, all for it. Yeah. It's just, it's just that it can't cover the demand. I yeah. mean, it's just a demand thing. And so it's, it's it, so the only thing, the only thing that is going to do this is fossil fuels. So it's just a, it's just a reality. So yeah, I, yeah, I keep the, the transition. I always wonder about that. Well, 
what are we going to transition to? We haven't even figured out what that is. Yeah, and then it's just one of those I mean, things. We'll that, figure out what is it cold? Is it cold fission or cold fusion? I can't remember which one. Cold fusion. Yeah, if they ever come up with that, then yeah, then you got a winner. Yeah, we supposedly. have Google or Elon Musk or somebody come up with something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they built. Um, I think they built like a, a gajillion dollar uh, mm-hmm. research facility to figure out cold fusion, and they're still struggling with that. So well, to to show my full uh, nerddom here in Star oh, Trek, they're, this, di- they're that's, that's a significant yeah. In Star Trek, right they have dilithium crystals, but we don't have that yet. So until they get the, <laughs> get the until they get the crystals, it, it's going to be uh, fossil fuels. So oh, JP. I know, I know. I, I didn't have any cool street kid cred to begin with anyway, so I have nothing to lose. Well, you did do Fight Club that one time. Well, so. that's another story. That's a different podcast. We probably should do a podcast on your stories. Because oh you, you got a bunch of them. Well, they're all, they're all with me in, in, enduring pain and, yes. and problems. They're nothing or cool. Or embarrassment, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Including you, you know, your football teams. But. That's true. That's another topic, college football. But anyway, the last thing I had to talk about. Oh, one, more thing, one more thing. is very important, and it was that McDonald's announced that they're going to get rid of all their fountain drink stations by 2032. So no more free refills after 2032. You know, I w- actually, now that I think about it, I went to a McDonald's. I usually, I don't eat at McDonald's very often, but I did go there, I think, for an Egg McMuffin the other morning. And they have like an automated drink machine right there at the at the drive through window. Have you seen that? You probably, nobody goes for uh-uh. Yeah, it's like, it's it's just like spitting out drinks. It's like, I guess they plug something, they, the order comes through and it spits out your drink and then the lady puts the top on it and it was, um, so I'll bet you that's whether they're, they're all, Interesting. I'll bet you there's probably got, hardly anybody working at McDonald's. Because they have the kiosk now. It's probably going to be all automated. You're yeah, have you, have you tried the kiosks? I haven't. They're horrible. They okay. don't work very well. All right. Yeah, you go plug in your thing and then you had to have to go up the counter and say, where's my order? Where's my ketchup? <laughs> well, and then, and then the number one thing to talk about on that topic, and this is a whole other podcast, but I'm going to say it for all the obese people out there, which is including myself, that and McDonald's it. Coke is the best Coke in the, in the world. It, it, there's something in it. I don't know what it is, but McDonald's Maybe Coke. Maybe it's Coke. Maybe well, no, Coke there's something Coke. different. It's not the same as Burger King Coke or any other Coke. Really? McDonald's Coke, oh, yeah, take I, it from me. Like, if you want to talk about CrossFit and working out, you talk to Cody Phillips. If you want to talk about Coke, mm. Coca-Cola, that is, you come talk to me. Well, Cody was thinking it was their mix. They've got it the right mix. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know what it is. I'm just telling you. I just, the, there's one thing that I can say for certain. is the McDonald's Coke is the best Coke. That's, that's good to know. But the problem is all they have is Coke or Diet Coke. They don't have Coke Zero, which I like Coke Zero. Okay. So why, you know, why don't you get Coke Zero? I get the real thing. Well, I don't drink the real thing. I don't. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in. Let's do it. Okay. So that's all I have today. Well, that's good. Okay. Well, again, we uh, thank you for the big macro view of the world and what's going to happen in oil and gas. Like I said, it's uh, just an opinion, but... <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt. Yes, yes. So again, I guess to wrap up, you know, one thing, I, I, I do believe that the fourth quarter is, is going to be not as weak as the, the third quarter, um, but I think we're going to be seeing the bottom and at least the OCTG business. Uh, I think that, like I said, the mill order books are, are getting a little bit fatter, which is a good thing. We're happy that for that for, for our mill partners. They need that. And um, I think by the first quarter, things will be a lot more in balance, especially with this oil price that you're talking about, JP. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's going to help support that. So, Well, everybody, thank you for joining us today. It's been fun. JP, thanks for all your wisdom and knowledge. Thanks for the invite. You're welcome, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see everybody next time on. I don't know about that.